0: Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this because you want to hear our uncensored... Unfiltered. Thoughts and opinions on the world of movies and entertainment. So kick back. Relax. And the Movie Nights Roundtable begins now. (laughs) Yesterday was the big day, the Academy Awards, which I was 69.5 percent right round that up to 70 c's get degrees and 69 i'll take it Love solid it. options solid options however mm-hmm. it must be noted you'll see an award next to nicholas and that's because world's by one, greatest grandma by one point he won the game good job sir thank you thank you it was a game well played came down to the wire
1: it did it really came down to best actress
0: yeah yeah, still able to squeak out a win. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Got to what'd, step up my game for next year.
1: What did you think of the show?
0: I thought it was an excellent show. Mm-hmm. I thought it flowed incredibly well. I thought that it was actually devoted to celebrating the movies, which it hasn't been about in a while. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly thought it was a well-done show.
1: Which award uh, made you the happiest? Kiyu Quan Yeah, Kiyu Kwan yeah. for supporting.
0: Yeah, I mean, Brendan and Michelle Yeoh were great, but mm-hmm. I've watched the Kiyu Quan speech like four times, and I've cried every time i watched it. So Any upsets or shocks to you? I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis was a shock, mm-hmm. but not necessarily an upset. I mean, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think that if you're going to award a supporting actress in that movie, it should have been Stephanie Shu. Mm-hmm. But I love Jamie Lee, and I'm so happy she got to win an Oscar. So I'm not going to complain about it. Halloween is good. Halloween is. Imagine good. winning
1: an Oscar the same year Halloween ends comes out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a time! What a time! It's about trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Well, with that down, a little Oscar recap there. Uh, We're going to move on to the movie news section of our show. What's that? Well, we kind of dive through the trades Mm -hmm. of the movie news world and kind of bring it to you guys and break down what it all means. But also, if you haven't seen it yet, depends on what time I get finished editing. If it's not uploaded, it will be uploaded soon. Our Academy Awards reaction video to all the awards. You'll see uh, Nick, Hannah, and I's reactions to them. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Or if you have it's come out already check it out. It's going to be interesting either way. <laughs> With that down, Nick, what's the first movie news story we got?
1: First story comes to us from the Hollywood Reporter. Jason Clark, Scott Eastwood, Chask Spencer are set to star in the sequel to Wind River. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier director, Carrie Scoglin, is helming Wind Reaver Ooh. Ooh. Is helming Wind River, the <laughs> next chapter, with Patrick Massett and John Zinman having penned the screenplay. Martin Seizmeyer was earlier announced to star in and reprise his role as Chip Hansen in the Castle Rock Entertainment sequel to the acclaimed 2017 crime drama, which is written and directed by Taylor Sheridan and starred Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen.
0: So, a couple things. Very sad Taylor Sheridan's not coming back to write and direct. Yes. However, Wind River... <laughs> Was one of my favorite movies of 2017. I believe it was my second favorite movie of that year. Very good movie. Amazing movie. I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. I like the new cast. Mm-hmm. Um, of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, one of the things I liked about it was its direction. I thought it was directed very well. hmm So I'm optimistic about that. Um, again, sad about Sheridan, but I believe his company's still involved in producing it, and he's very... He does not put his company's name on something he doesn't think will be good. So... I think he believes in the movie, and if he believes in the movie, I believe in the movie.
1: I think it's just one of those things of one, awful title.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh for sure.
1: Two, do you love me some Jason Clark?
0: Yes, we do. We love Jason Clark. Um
1: and I agree, it was a fantastic movie, and I think I didn't need anything more from it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's odd that they're going in a sequel route, especially if Taylor Sheridan doesn't want to put his writing and directing stamp on it which is what i think makes it work i think he has a unique voice unique style Mm -hmm. that i don't know if i care about these stories outside of that
0: yeah yeah i see what you mean
1: but i mean falcon the weird soldier had its ups and downs but i think carrie scoglin
0: directed it well did did they do all of them Yes. yes okay so we'll see yes we shall see we shall see indeed What do you guys think about Wind River 2 officially happening with a bit of a cast and crew shakeup? Let us know in the comments as we lost our main light, ladies and gentlemen, our main light of the show. And to make up for it, we're going to do a quick lighting adjustment. Doesn't look great, but it's good enough. So, we're back. Nicholas, what new story do you got for us next?
1: Our next story comes to us from Variety. In December 2020, Lucasfilm chief Kathleen Kennedy announced that Wonder Woman helmer Patty Jenkins would direct the next Star Wars movie, the one-off adventure Rogue Squadron. But in September 2022, Disney pulled the title from its scheduled December 2023 release, and sources with knowledge of the production say it is no longer in active development at the studio. Well, Variety has also learned that a possible Star Wars feature produced by Marvel Studios chief Kevin Feige is also no longer in active development at
0: Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm gonna Lucasfilm! Lucasfilm! You know, this is what happens. This is how they do it. Water, wet. But here's what I'll also say, though. A lot of people are shocked, generally shocked, by the amount of Lucasfilm projects that don't happen, Mm -hmm. especially with the rate at which it continues to go. But I do want to say this happens all the time at every studio, to be fair. But what the other studios do that's smart is they don't announce projects until they are 100% certain that they're going to go into production. Sometimes they don't even announce them until they've started shooting Mm -hmm. to be sure that they're going to happen, that they've spent the money. Where Lucasfilm's problem is they announce these things when they're too early in development and then they fall apart and then what? Wow, you wasted the announcement.
1: They get excited. Ooh, Kevin Feige's making a Star Wars movie. Let's tell yep, everyone. Yep, he had hired Michael <laughs>
0: Waldron to write the script. It was going on and then now no longer happening. Uh, as of now, it's just not no longer an active development doesn't mean dead. It just means they're not working on it right now. And with all the Avengers movies, this guy's got to pump out and with the Marvel phases kind of going through hiccups, mm-hmm. if you will, Kevin Feige's got to Crack the fingers and get back in there, fix that shit up, which I think you will. Now for Patty Jenkins, I don't know what's next for her.
1: Them's the Brakes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I, I was really excited yeah. for the movie. I love the first Wonder Woman film. Um, so this pains me. I hope we eventually get a Rogue Squadron movie. And I know that Taika Waititi has said that, um, oh, like he's kind of moving along on his. I don't think his will be the next Star Wars movie we see. I think it'll be the Damon Lindelof one that we uh, talked about on the show a few weeks ago.
1: Did you see that he's also rumored to be starring in it?
0: Yes, but I mean, I I expected that. I expected that.
1: I loved Taika Waititi. He's getting kind of weary on me lately. Nope.
0: He's still great. Just because Love and Thunder wasn't the best doesn't mean he's not insanely talented. I, I think he he's just uh, got a bit over his head
1: but I think that's what it is. Like, yeah, let's just direct this
0: maybe. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I think he can start. I don't think he's going to be the lead mm-hmm. in it by any stretch.
1: I guess he'm doing a voice. If the main character like an alien or yeah. something. Yeah. But I, that'd be cool. I'd watch an alien led, uh, star Wars project. I, I don't I think would we've had too. that yet. Really? Yeah. Right. It
0: would be, it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on, uh, Lucasfilm, filming with, uh, these two projects?
1: Um, I mean, it sucks always when a movie gets canceled that you're excited for. I think if my choice was Kevin Feige making a Star Wars movie or Kevin Feige putting priority into making the Marvel Cinematic Universe good again, I think I would take that. Yeah. Uh, Fair. Patty Jenkins sucks, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah. What she is going through sucks. Yeah. I should say. with The cancellation of Wonder Woman 3. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, this being canceled, but maybe it's a sign of good things. Maybe they aren't good behind the scenes. We don't know the full story. Yep. She'll land on her feet, I'm sure, somewhere. Oh, yeah.
0: Things Mm -hmm. will be sure to unfold in the near future.
1: Oh, yeah. Once that NDA's up. Up. Oh. Oh, boy. It's done. It's done. Oh, yeah.
0: What do you guys think about Patty Jenkins and the Kevin Feige Star Wars movies being put on indefinite hold? Let us know as we move on to our next story. Nicholas, what do you got for us next?
1: Next story uh, comes to us from Deadline and is also kind of part of the Star Wars uh, drama here. On the same day it became public that Star Wars projects from Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins are now dormant, Lucasfilm has been hit with a breach of contract lawsuit over the Mm. upcoming The Acolyte TV series. Baller's executive producer, Corinne McCarthy, has taken the Kathleen Kennedy-run Disney division to court over being pink-slipped for from the Leslie headland created series last year after just a few weeks of work.
0: Yes, so this is interesting. Um, there's a Star Wars show that we've talked about before called The Acolyte coming mm-hmm. out soon. It's been um, heavily worked on. I believe it's in post now. That is the Sith TV show, correct? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. With the star of Squid Game going to be in that show. It's as mm-hmm. to many other actors. And uh, I'm going to pull a quote from The Hollywood Reporter here. I, I guess this is a quote from part of the lawsuit. Uh, without explanation, without reasons, without justification, Lucasfilm told McCarthy it wanted out of the deal. By this time, the Apple offer was gone. Apple had to move on and found another executive producer for Sugar, which was a project she left to work on The Acolyte. So basically... What had happened was she is working on an Apple show and gets this Star Wars offer. She's like, oh, my God, I'm going to do Star Wars. And she got an offer to the point of starting work. Mm -hmm. So she quit the Apple show. Or she, the Apple pulled that offer. She works on the Acolyte. And then right after that, Acolyte pulled it out from her. And she's like, you've robbed me out of all this stuff because I had a job that I couldn't have because I was working for you. And then you fired me unjustly. What the hell's going on here? It's a lot to really dive into, and it's a lot really complicated, but I think the long-term implications of what this could mean is very strict contract language going forward, stricter than it already is, and you can imagine how strict it already is. Especially with
1: divisions like Star Wars, let alone just Disney overall.
0: Yes, exactly. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. What are your thoughts on this lawsuit kind of taking shape?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if she was, if there was a breach of contract, then she has every right to sue them, and if they were in the wrong in that scenario. And I think that's something that will get resolved here and probably corrected in future proceedings going forward. Uh, I'm still excited for the Acolyte. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be rad. I feel bad for this person if they did lose both jobs because of that. Um, and with that... It's interesting how much is happening with Lucasfilm this week. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, we lost a Patty Jenkins' Star Wars. We lost a Kim Feige Star Wars. We're getting hit with a lawsuit.
0: What's next? Yeah, it's... Yeah. It just keeps going on and on Imagine and on. Imagine getting a Star Wars movie. Right. Just in general. Just in general. Yeah, we yeah. haven't got one of those in a bit. Yeah, God. Hopefully, whenever we do get one, it'll be enough time to its actual hype to build up to seeing it. But, But, yeah... Um, yeah and and we we kind of did the bare bones of this Mm -hmm. um uh lawsuit it's really interesting to dive into if you go into one of those trade stories and look into it it's really interesting guys so do us a favor go look into this lawsuit it's very fascinating what are you guys' thoughts on the lawsuit do you think it could lead to stricter contract language let us know as we move on to our next story nicholas what you got for us next
1: next story comes to us from deadline Disney CEO Bob Iger said Thursday that his company is closely examining all aspects of its content business across film and TV as it plots the best path forward in a tricky media environment that includes a linear TV business in decline, a theatrical film business with an uncertain future, and a streaming business that is growing but requires a path to profitability. Speaking at a Morgan Stanley conference, Bob Iger said that the company will specifically be looking at how much it is spending on content and how many projects it
0: produces going forward. Thank you, Papa Iger. Papa, yes, thank you. So basically, Kevin Feige just finally laying down the law saying, we're putting out too much content and it costs too much money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are we doing? He's basically looking, I think, he's looking at what David Zaslav is doing and not going as extreme with his bloodthirsty axe, mm-hmm. but is kind of looking at it going... You mean Bob Iger, you said Feige. Yes, mm-hmm. yes sorry. Looking at the bloodthirsty axe and going, we shouldn't do go that crazy, but... We're spending too much money and we're putting out too much stuff. Yeah. This is this has got to stop. And I think this is great news for the MCU because the implication, that, I don't know this for sure, right? The implication is that the previous regime under Chapek was kind of giving everyone quotas as to how much they had to hit per year, mm-hmm. which is maybe why Marvel made so much stuff. Maybe. It could be wrong. Could have, could have been all Kevin Feige's idea for all I know. Mm-hmm. But with Papa Iger coming in and making it very strong that we're going to reevaluate everything and we're going to do this, this also comes off messages of strictly going to Marvel, of them cutting back stuff coming out this year alone. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how it's going to go across Pixar, wondering how it's going to go across Disney live-action films, 20th Century Fox, Hulu. I wouldn't be surprised if we learned that the Alien Hulu movie that's coming out moves to theatrical, at least I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. So... This could mean a lot of things. What What are your thoughts on Papa Iker's comments?
1: I mean, I think it's great. I would take quality over quantity any day. Yes. And like I think I've said on the show many times, I think that Marvel should just do four things a year: two TV shows, two movies. Yep. You get something each quarter for a boost, and maybe we get some more decent quality movies on. It. And there are some that I really like. I did yep. love Shang Chi. I did mm-hmm. love Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get the my personal Multiverse of Madness. And you have Quantumania like now movie. underperforming at the box office. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, which we'll get
1: to. Um, you know, I think it's time to step back and reassess. And that goes for everything, too. You know, all these Star Wars spinoffs that have been announced for TV shows. Do we need... Does everyone need a TV show nowadays? And something interesting he said, too, about specifically Marvel was, you know, how often they're going back to the well on the characters. And he's like, you know, mm. we have 7,000 characters under our rights in the Marvel Universe. So do we need a fifth, a sixth, a seventh movie of the same character? Mm -hmm. Which was an interesting take. Yeah, Um, it was an interesting way of looking at it. But then again, that just keeps growing the universe more, and then Mm -hmm. I feel like the interconnectives becomes... A lot. A lot. Um, But I think Bob Iger is a fantastic CEO, and I think that he's going to be course-correcting a lot of what Bob Chapek did. And I hope that in the meantime they do find a successor who will also want to continue that. Plan going forward
0: i i agree i agree with everything you just said it's gonna be interesting how disney moves forward i just want to see blade can we get that no (laughs) can we get that no you cannot (laughs) what do you guys think of bob eiger's comments and do you think it could lead to some you know short-term success for disney in terms of the number of movies they're putting out and how much you know budgetary losses they've been having let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story Nicholas. what do you got next
1: our next story comes to us from Deadline, and uh, Dalton will have some thoughts on this one. Uh, John Bernthal is returning to his most punishing role. The actor will reprise Frank Castle, a.k.a. Air the Punisher, and Marvel Studios' Daredevil Born Again for Disney+, Plus. sources tell The Hollywood Reporter. Bernthal joins Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio in the series, which begins shooting in New York this month. Uh, In a departure from other Marvel series, which comes in at six or nine episodes per season, Born Again is planned as a whopping 18-episode epic. Writers and executive producers Matt Corman and Chris Ord are behind the show, which is expected to bow in the spring of 2024. Dalton, take it away.
0: Woo! John Berthold's coming back to play Punisher, baby. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yes. I'm so fucking excited. There are no words. I love, look. Anyone who knows me, Punisher is my all-time favorite comic book character. Jon Bernthal portrayed him to perfection in both Daredevil and his own Punisher series. This is nothing but great news. Mm -hmm. Now, you might be thinking, ah, Dalton, you've wanted the answer to if the Netflix shows are going to be canon to the uh, the MCU. Does this help confirm it? No! (laughs) Because in the same article, uh, we found out that Deborah Ann Wall and uh, Eldon Hansen... Would not be returning for the show. It doesn't say that they're going to be recast. They might just not use the characters. But then from my perspective. How the fuck do you have a Daredevil show without Karen and Foggy?
1: But they also just recast Vanessa.
0: And they just recast Vanessa.
1: And D'Onofrio has not said anything on Twitter. Which means they told him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: To not say anything. To not say anything. Which I'm just. What's going on? Now granted it could have just been a recasting. Could have just been a recast. If so. Why she was so good, the original actress. Nothing against the new actress. So good. Nothing yeah. against the new actress. I, what I'm hoping happened is they offered it to her and she said no. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then at least it's like, oh well, we're gonna have Vanessa. So. It is canon,
1: but yeah. yeah, here's your new War Machine. Which which
0: happens, right? Yeah. Don Cheadle, um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, you know. But Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. I just want them to answer the situation, though. I just want them to answer. Mm-hmm. And why won't they? L- Let's talk about that. Why won't they answer? when we're literally in the multiverse saga it would be so easy yeah it would be so yes easy no. to just say oh that's that is a parallel universe to this one and we're going to we're going to get to that you'd never have to get to it lie to my face right mm-hmm. but we're in this multiverse era just tell me what what's going on yeah granted we're going to find out on the show which they're filming in new york right y- now you would think if they go all 18 episodes and just don't address it
1: be pretty good <laughs>
0: That'd be interesting. Be
1: pretty good. Yeah,
0: but listen. Back to the Punisher coming back. Yeah. Fantastic news. He, I'm over the moon about he it. He
1: is born for that role, and I think it's great. Absolutely. You might get john Bernthal Punisher in a movie finally. Oh my
0: god. I hadn't even considered this notion.
1: Do you have the <gasps> Do you have the comic that Stop. has him holding Spider-Man Stop. in Secret Wars? I
0: do. It's in. No, it's in Civil War. Oh, it's in Civil War. Nick. Nick. Well, they could just a Look at me that. right now. What movie, what was a show and just became a movie? Armor Wars?
1: They're not going to do the Iron Punisher. Yes, they will.
0: They will for me, Nicholas. They'll do the, uh, the War Machine suit with the Punisher logo on it. Yes, they will.
1: I mean, listen, I'm not going to be opposed to that. <laughs> you know that our Armor Wars is my most excited one. Yes, Absolutely. Punisher in that show movie. How funny would that be? That's a movie made for us.
0: I, I would see it 12 times in the theater. <laughs> I'd pay. I would even use my A-list. No, I would pay hard cash. <laughs> hard cash. But yeah, this is amazing news. I am curious as to how Disney-fied he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Although, I thought Moon Knight was pretty violent. so It could be,
1: but I think Punisher needs to consistently be at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of... Action per minute.
0: Yeah, look, I I don't have to see blood and guts right all the time for Punisher. Just be true to what he is. Well, I know? mean,
1: at the same time, Andor literally opens up with spoilers for Andor episode one. one. <laughs> the opening scene is him just capping two officers, like
0: yeah, shot to the head, like it was so. nothing,
1: yeah. I think they're able to go dark. Mm-hmm. I think that might be more on Marvel now, side. Now, we
0: might not get the th- thumbs and the eyeballs from Punisher Season 1. Maybe oh, God, we don't no. get that. But, you know, hey, I'm just happy he's back. Because mm-hmm. I know he, no matter how much money they threw at that man, and you know they threw that man some shmoney, mm-hmm. he was not coming back unless he liked what he saw. Oh, yeah. So... It's a good day to be Dalton. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what do you guys think about John Bernthal returning as the Punisher? Let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story. Nicholas, what do you got for us next?
1: Our next story uh, comes to us from Variety. Uh, Marvel is probably hiring their own Punisher assassin as <laughs> uh, they're trying to track down the identity of the person or people who allegedly released a 63-page transcript of dialogue from Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania online one month before the film's theatrical premiere. A request filed Friday, March 10th, on behalf of Marvel in Federal District Court in California asked the court to issue a subpoena to compel Reddit to identify the person or group responsible for sharing dialogue from Quantumania to the r slash Marvel Studios spoiler subreddit on or about January 20th, 2023. The film starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and Jonathan Majors opened wide in the U.S. on February 17th. Yeah, so... The Redditors are winning. The
0: Redditors are winning. Marvel's going after them. What is this, the Batman? (laughs) So basically, um, you got to be careful with your leaks now. Marvel's coming for you. And they got (laughs) snipers, baby. Kevin Feige's coming in hot. Mm -hmm. Um, No, but this is interesting. This could really lead to a lot of things in the future. Because something that's very big on Twitter, big on the internet, Reddit, is leaking movie details. And a lot of times when you leak these movie details, it's because you've either worked or know someone who has worked on the movie. Well... They're going to fire you. And they are coming for you. And look, when that script leaked, the ending was a bit different because they did some reshoots to change it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But not only does this confirm that that was true. I, hey, maybe it doesn't. Because I know sometimes they leak fake scripts so the, and they give them to certain people so they know who leaked them. But I don't think they would file a lawsuit over it, you know? Mm-hmm. But the bigger picture here is... Will this scare people into not leaking stuff? Are Marvel going to finally go with a fear tactic? (laughs) It's about time. Just Kevin Feige walking on a stage with a single spotlight going, if you leak this movie, I will fucking kill you. (laughs) No, but like, or is this going to lead to more? Is it going to incite conflict, as Vision would say? Like, is it going to lead to more stuff? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But the fact that this is happening means that Marvel's taking this very seriously and it's the real deal. What are your thoughts on this?
1: I mean, it's interesting like what this is going to mean for these leakers going forward because I know that it's been a problem in the industry for a while and um, that studios have been trying to find ways of getting around that. My personal favorite is James Gunn just agreeing or disagreeing on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, that's true. Whoops. (laughs) Or whatever. And now Marvel's going the lawsuit tactic of My uncle's a lawyer. Um, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out if Reddit will release who it is, what happens to them, what kind of a lawsuit or fine they'll be hit with because Ant-Man did not do too well at the box office, did it? Nope. It did not do fantastic, which we will get to. Which Marvel may use as a way of, you know...
0: You're right. This hurt our box office percentage. And that's how the lawsuit's going to work. Yep.
1: Uh, So it'll be interesting and what kind of precedent does that send? Just if there's a leak, you can get sued for it. Cause I feel like that's already a thing, right? What it should be like, what kind of precedent is this going to set? Ultimately though, if someone leaks something, they can get sued, which I feel like they could already. Yeah. Marvel's just actually putting the hammer down.
0: Yeah. I think this is going to be, if a movie doesn't perform to expectations, they can use this as a way of saying, Oh, we didn't make that money. We expected because it was leaked. Mm-hmm cuz one you know, other
1: thing with like expendables 3.
0: Yep. Oh, Expendables 3 got
1: No, that's what I mean but, like how is yeah. this
0: what, how did that not establish precedent? Well, I'm sure it did, but they yeah. they there was no finding who leaked the did movie. It, yeah. Like it was a
1: Marvel's actually going like give me their names. Yeah. I want to see them in yeah. a court. Yeah. And
0: that, that was a bit different cuz it was a full Blu-ray copy of the movie yeah. that leaked. So this was the script, you know.
1: I would love for them to televise if this goes to court. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And you have just, kem- see the- just, just Kevin Feige just sitting there, not saying a word, just staring at them. Cause I wouldn't want him to look at me disappointed.
0: Yeah. I would, I would hate Kevin Feige looking at me like a disappointed father. I would cry immediately. <laughs>
1: uh, that being said, do you, can we talk about what was different in the script? Did you know anything or, um, what? basically from what I, did un- do a spoiler review from what I understand mm-hmm. and
0: don't take this, you know, to the bank. This is just from what I understand. Um, Kang escaped at the end of the film, okay, as well as Scott and Janet being no Janet Hope mm-hmm. being stuck in the quantum realm. and at one point, Janet in the flashbacks, apparently in, in one of the versions Janet calls him Nathaniel,
1: oh, all of that is so much better.
0: <laughs> well, why didn't they go that route? And that Kang would be Kang would have escaped into our reality. That's from from what I understand. I could be wrong about that. Please correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. But yeah, you can't look at the script anymore on Reddit because when the lawsuit happened, they they blocked everything. Oh, that
1: Reddit is shut down. That yeah. was locked by the moderators. Yeah. yeah. Now can the moderators get brought into this as for allowing it to be posted? I don't know. I do not know. I know that's where. uh Can we get some toast? Got their start on Twitter. Who we Yo, yeah see occasionally yeah. so. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting to see
1: how this all goes. It's it is a, interesting.
0: We will be, see. Yeah. We will see. Well, let us know, guys. What do you think about Marvel suing the Redditors for leaking the Ant-Man script? Do you think it could lead to more turmoil, or do you think it could lead to good things? Let us know in the comments. Let's now move on to the box office. The box office. Section of our show. Um, Do you have the predictions from last week? I do have
1: the predictions from last week. Uh, hold Whoop. for show while I... All right, so I'll start off with me because I'm self-centered. Scream 6, number 1, Creed 3, number 2, Ant-Man, number 3, 65, number 4, and Cocaine Bear, number 5. Dalton, you had Scream 6, Creed 3, 65, Ant-Man and number 4, and rounding it out, Cocaine Bear, number 5. Oh, I got the- them right. God
0: damn it. Just because we flipped them in the middle. Yep. It'll do it sometimes. It's It'll all do it all it takes. This feels good. I haven't, I haven't been writing in a long time. 65 beat out Ant-Man? In its first week, it beat out Ant-Man in its fourth, yes. So, How about that? But does that mean it's a success? Find out next week on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> good for Adam um, Driver, I guess. Yeah, so here is the breakdown. Scream 6, and by the way, these are the final Monday numbers. Scream 6 opened to $44 million world worldwide has made 67 on a budget of 35 killing it already scream six and we're gonna get to scream six here in a minute because we happened to watch that movie like i was gonna fucking both of us yes both of us did like i was gonna fucking miss scream six uh creed three dropped 53 percent in its second weekend which is a pretty standard drop Mm -hmm. that you want to see Making 27 million in its second weekend. Its worldwide total is now at $179 million. Nice. Michael B. Jordan, good for you. On a production budget of 75, it's made 2.4. So it's going to be profitable starting tomorrow. Good for Michael B. Jordan and Creed 3. Um, coming in third was 65, making $12 million in its opening weekend. Uh, worldwide has 20 on a budget of 91. Ooh, oh, that's 0.2 times its budget. Ooh, The Quiet Place writers did not deserve this. No, they did not. I'll, I'll say that. And Lord I have not seen 65 yet, but I'm going to try to catch it this week. I do want to see it. Um, Ant-Man and the Wafts came in fourth, uh, bringing in a, another $7 million. Its worldwide total is now at 447 and it has made 2.2 times its production budget, considering it had a budget of $200 million. Ant-Man's going to lose money. It might not get to $500 million. It might even get to 2.5 times the budget. That ain't good. Not a great intro for your next bad for guy, For your phase too. five. Yeah, yeah not, not a great start out. Not great. Coming in fifth was Cocaine Bear. Pulling in another $6.2 million, dropping 44% from week two to week three. Its worldwide total is now at $65 million what a fun movie. I love Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and uh, I do want to mention six. He was great at the Oscars. Yes. I do want to mention six because uh, Champions, the new Woody Harrelson movie, released and it opened to $5 million. And uh, I don't know what its production budget was, but it, it, it seemed like a relatively low budget film. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. It, it might stay in there, have legs, because I've it's got a great cinema score. I believe it got an A- minus cinema score, right? Yeah,
1: it's gotten really good reviews. Yes. I just don't think they marketed it enough probably because of a yeah smaller budget if i had to guess
0: yeah so ooh, operation fortune worldwide box office right now is 26 million mm. on a budget of 50 what a guy ritchie movie not making money what crazy Who'd have and, thunk we, it? and we love guy ritchie oh i love him so much <laughs> yes but uh but yeah that's the box office this week uh do you want to do predictions for next week
1: sure do you want to go first or shall i i'll go first go on
0: number one shazam fury of the gods safe bet Number two, Scream 6. Okay. Number three, Creed 3. Mm-hmm. hmm I think it's going to flip this time. Number four, Ant-Man. Number
1: five, 65. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, because I wrote them down before we started this segment, mm-hmm. Shazam 2, number one. Scream 6, number two. Creed 3, number three. Ant-Man number four. you Ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear number five.
0: Oh, you think 65 is just going to drop out? I think 65 is just going to drop oh, right. Fuck, dude. You might be right. Ooh. I'm regretting my decision. Ooh. Damn it. Hold on. Let me make sure nothing else opens with Shazam.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Avatar 3.
0: <laughs> Avatar fires back. Then, yeah, inside with Willem Dafoe, but that that's not going to do gangbusters.
1: Willem Dafoe is a new movie?
0: Yeah. I got really high-pitched on that one. You did.
1: Oh, he devised a new movie!
0: Yes, but, uh, but yeah, that's the box office, guys. Let's see who's right next week. And um, with that down, we're going to move on to the movie review section of our show. And boy, oh boy, do we have a movie to review this week. Nicholas, what did we see? Scream 6. God damn right we saw Scream 6. Hell yeah, boys. Yes, Stab we did. 32. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Scream 6 from the same team that made Scream 5, the Radio Silence guys. Um, the core four returning mm-hmm. of, uh, Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, um, Jasmine Savoy Brown, and
1: I believe Mason Gooding. Mason Gooding. Fact- that,
0: that, that sounds right. I'll Definitely. go with that. I'll go with that. Um, a couple new additions to the cast as well. Um, off the top of my head, uh, the guy from She-Hulk who played, um, the really nice lawyer. It
1: is Mason Gooding. Um, yes. yes uh, Jason Segarra, Josh Segarra, Josh
0: Segarra. Um, there were other cast members that did really well as well, and of course Courtney Cox returning, yes, being the only person to be in all six Scream movies because Nev Campbell unfortunately did not return for the movie.
1: Not the only person returning from the Scream franchise, though.
0: Correct. Correct. Hayden, Hayden Panettiere as came back Kirby as Kirby Reed, which was in the marketing, so you can't say we ruined it, mm-hmm. and was nice to see. You got. I love seeing movies opening night because it's the people who want to see it. Yeah. And so when Kirby coming back got a mild crowd reaction, I was pleased.
1: <laughs> this pleases Cause me. Because on
0: Saturday, that gets no reaction. On Thursday, it does. On
1: Thursday, people are hyped.
0: Yes, yes. i still um, get
1: hyped every time. Oh,
0: yes, absolutely. And uh, so let's dive into the movie. Um, <laughs> yes. No spoilers, of course. We're not going to spoil anything about Scream 6. You know, It's a big part of the movie is that they're whodunits. We're not yeah. going to be assholes about it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think, as of now, I reserve the right to change my mind. I do think, as of now, I enjoy Scream 5 a little bit more. Okay. But, overall, this is a solid entry into the franchise. I probably put it right behind Scream 5. Although, then I feel like Scream 4 is too low. Ranking things is tough. But, <laughs> um, Scream 6, um, very violent, very gory Scream movie. Uh, the opening is really interesting. It's a interesting take on the uh, how you open a Scream movie. Um I
1: think it's one of my favorites of the series, I'll be entirely honest. Yeah, no, it was
0: it was interesting. Uh definitely throws you for a loop. Mm-hmm. Um the uh the core four in the movie or the heart of the movie, especially Mason Gooding. Yes. Amazing performance on his part.
1: He's very much taken on the Dewey role. Yes,
0: yes, the, as kind of being the heart of the yes. the main people. Um they start building relationships that I was a big fan of and I thought really worked chemistry wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirby, uh, Hayden Penitentiary, I thought did a great job. It was nice to see her back and they did different things with her character, but makes sense at least to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the, the suspense was on point in this movie. Yes. This is one of my favorite scream moments in the entire franchise and they show it a little bit in the trailer. It's the sequence with a ladder across two apartment buildings in New York. Mm Mm-hmm. See, that
1: was very good. My personal favorite was the one that's also in the trailer, which is the subway scene. The subway siblings. scene. That was good
0: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um having it in New York was interesting. Um it didn't harp on it too much, which mm-hmm. I'm actually happy with because the marketing was getting a little annoying of just like, I get it, it's in New York. I, I want City. you to
1: know that this is Screaming New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now granted if they did that but it was set in a ski lodge, <laughs> I wouldn't mind it.
0: Yes. And you did get a Jason Takes Manhattan reference in the movie. You're
1: goddamn right I did. <laughs>
0: Yes. So, um, yeah, I the the only one of the only negatives I have for the movie is um, there are some. I'm I'm going to be really vague because I don't want to spoil anything. There are some situations that they put the characters in solely because wouldn't it be cool if? Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily buy the story reason as to why they're there in that situation. Okay. Uh, particularly in the third act. mm Hmm. Um. I also, to me, and I know everyone's going to feel differently. To me, you feel Neff Campbell's absence. See, I, I didn't. I, I, I know. Mm-hmm. But to me, you can tell that this story was supposed to have Sydney in it. Like, unlike Creed Three, which, when I was watching that movie, I didn't feel like Rocky even belonged in the, in that movie. Mm-hmm. I could tell that this was a script that had to be rewritten to not have Sydney in it.
1: Well, I guess I can't really go into spoilers, like yeah. where she would have fit into the.
0: I think the same place she would have fit in last time. Okay. There. Yeah. <laughs> or there's a one more situation where I think she could have came. She could have come in, mm-hmm. but which I, I again I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. But um, overall, really enjoyed the movie. Pacing was on point. Action was on point. Scares were on point, and of course the comedy, on point. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Scream Six?
1: Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it as I do with. The entire franchise. We love the franchise. Um, I really like Radio (laughs) Silence's direction. Oh my god. Um, sorry guys. I thought that the New York setting provided a really cool dynamic place for it. Sorry. Sorry. Okay.
0: (laughs) That came out of fucking nowhere. (laughs) It just fucking fell. (laughs) All right, we're good.
1: Um, I thought I thought that setting the movie in New York was a fun premise. It was really a big part of the marketing, but when it came down to it, it didn't really feel pivotal to the story. New York didn't feel like a character, character. in the story. Mm-hmm. And until there was something very obvious, like when they're on a subway or walking through Central Park, or you see the whatever building. Yes. What's the big one?
0: The Empire State Building. The
1: Empire State Building you know when you see that and you're like and you're like oh yeah they're in new york um but that being said like the way that they have to go about the killings because there's not really secluded places in new york i thought was interesting like how like sequences play out because of that. Uh, mm-hmm. specifically also the bodega scene, which is in the trailers yeah. is so cool. Cause you're just like, Oh, they're just going for it. Yeah. Which you also see in the trailer. Ghostface with a shotgun fucking rules. Yeah. And even the directors were like, why? Cause I know that got some online of yeah. like, well, why isn't he using knife? They're like, look at this shot. You're going to tell <laughs> me that's not cool and horrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, I personally didn't feel Nev Campbell's absence from the movie. I thought Courtney Cox did a great job. I've always liked she the Galweathers Weathers character. Mm-hmm. Uh, my main kind of issues go into the ones had the first one, I don't uh, care for Melissa Barrera's performance. I think she did a lot better in this one. The mm-hmm. first one, she kind of took me in and out of the movie, whereas this one kind of goes on her own. I just think they're afraid it seems like they're afraid to go too far into the storyline that they've been setting up yeah. and they're still trying to play it safe. And she's giving a very reserved performance because of that. Yeah. Um, and like we said, I love Jasmine Savoy Brown's character. She's sort of taken on the Randy role, which I love. Mm -hmm. And I love her monologue about the rules in this one. Um, Uh, Mason Gooding is the heart of this movie I think he does a great performance And he was my favorite character in the first one So I was happy Mm -hmm. to see him again in this one And Jenna Ortega is Jenna Ortega She's fantastic and does a great job in it When it comes down to the reveal At the end of the movie It was an interesting direction That they went in Yes, And I think some of it worked for me And some of it did not work for me Also yes I very much liked the motivation behind it. And I thought that was an interesting thing to bring to the franchise. I'll leave it at that before I go any farther. Yes.
0: Yes. It was interesting.
1: Um, And ultimately the biggest thing is I feel like it didn't. It repeats. To me, it felt like it repeated a lot of beats of this first one. Mm hmm. Which I didn't necessarily care for this time. Which I can't really.
0: Yeah, it's 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 hard to
1: be vague, yeah. but yeah, but yeah. You when you see the movie, you'll see like yeah. okay, they kind of did that in the last one in a different version of it. Yeah, but it didn't. They didn't go about trying to have a meta ness mm-hmm. to it, which is usually how the Scream franchise writes off that sort of idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, lots of very subtle story beats and homages to scream 2 mm-hmm. which i was all about because i love scream 2 scream 2 very good yes and i liked i liked that they did that because it's the requel sequel so mm-hmm. that was fun
1: who are getting a requel three cool because yep. they did
0: confirm Scream 7 is in production or mm, greenlit greenlit greenlit, yeah.
1: greenlit sorry yes um overall recommend
0: oh absolutely highly, highly recommend yes highly recommend
1: love a good, good time at the movies
0: great time at and the that's movies. what we like absolutely love scream six love mm-hmm. the scream franchise i'm all about it
1: and i love the new cast yes i really do they grew on me a lot this movie i love
0: them as well and i'm glad that they're gonna be moving forward because they all seem like they're having fun mm-hmm. and hopefully we can get nev back one more time just for me just get her back one more time <laughs> never kill her i i will say one of my all-time favorite movie franchises if they kill sydney prescott i'm done
1: yeah, you can't, can't really do it. I'm done. Even if she's never in one again.
0: Even if it's the last scream movie. That's it. You can't do it. Interesting. Just just because her whole the whole point of her is that she survives. That's like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Of her whole entire the everything built around that character is no matter the trauma, no matter what she goes through, she always even if she doesn't win, she lives. Mm-hmm. And I feel like doesn't matter how much you throw at it. It would come across the wrong way if she didn't make it out. Even if it was heroic, you know? hmm So. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> highly recommend Scream 6. Definitely go watch it. It's an amazing film. And uh, I, I believe that was all we had on the show today, bro. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Be on the lookout for that Oscar video. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. The next four, three or four episodes, they're going to be done from home. We're going to be Zooming some episodes of the show Mm -hmm. just for logistical purposes. And don't worry, after three or four episodes, we'll be back in the studio doing the same old thing that we've been doing. We just got to do a couple episodes from home. But don't worry, the show will still be happening. Do not worry about that. Um, With that being said, guys, again, thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next time.